Hey everyone, welcome to the Fitness Business Blueprint podcast. Uh, we've got a simultaneous video and audio experience going today and I'm joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. Wayne Lodge. And, you know, I always say every guest is special on this show because I have so few of them. Everyone's asking me all the time, you know, you should, you should talk to this person, you should feature this person, you should interview this person. And to be honest, you guys know there's probably... Uh, 30 or so episodes of the podcast and only I think about four of them have actually had a guest on and I think, I think Wayne is going to be probably the fourth or fifth guest we've actually had on the show because simply put there's just so few people in this industry that are actually not full of shit uh, and can actually talk about what, what they're talking about with, with conviction experience and integrity uh, and I consider Wayne to be one of those guys and that's why he's here today so uh, I'll hand over to, to Wayne in just a second, and we're going to talk today a lot about uh, helping you transition from being a personal trainer with a hobby you know, or, or a job and helping you understand the differences between doing that and becoming a proper business owner. And rather than having you know, a, a job that you work for, how do you create a business that begins to work for you. So with that said, I'm going to hand over to um, Wayne Large, who's the founder of Absolute Training and Nutrition and helps many fit pros with all areas of marketing and business. Uh, hi, Wayne. Are you there? Hey, just now. You're all right? Very good. Thank you. Good to have you with us today for this uh, educational rant. <laughs> it, might it, it, it probably will end up like that, mate. Yeah, it's nice to be asked. I appreciate it. Um, and, you know, it's nice to be on a uh, influence, being interviewed rather than interviewing, to be honest. It's good. It's good. Okay, cool. um, so uh, just a bit of history, guys. I'm, I've been in the fitness industry full time, working for myself um, 15 years. Um, started the business out of the back of my car. Uh, now I have multiple facilities. And I think last time I checked, we had a better team of 13 people that worked at Absolute. Um, so through that time, it's just been, the, I, th I think the, what I wanted to get across today, guys, is a, the biggest thing for me, the biggest change in my business was when I stopped being a personal trainer and um, realized that personal training was my product and I ran a business that sold personal training and uh, started learning more about actual business and running a business. So uh, all the dull stuff, man, all the dull stuff. So what do you think is, you know, let, let's help the, the, the listeners or, or viewers to, um, you know, get some clarity on where they are and really understand the, the uh, severity of it. So I think a lot of people don't change because they're in denial or they just have a lack of awareness yeah. of the damage or the consequences of how they're doing things. So what do you say to the personal trainer who's, you know, says, okay, I get this, I should run a business, I should do marketing, I should have systems, blah, blah. But, you know, what about the craft? What about being a good trainer? What about my, 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 my certifications? What about continued professional development? What are you going to say to those trainers? What are they, what, what, you know, to their credit, what's good about that? But also, what are they maybe not seeing in the long term? Okay, so like first and foremost, people coming to you because they want a result. So if you have the if you don't have the skills and knowledge to help somebody and get them a result, then you, then that needs to be a priority because at the end of the day, that's your product. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, you have to, you have to know your craft. So 
if you don't know that, that's where you start. You have to, you know, because you can't sell a product that's shit. Um, so if it's shit, you need to get better and be able to deliver the results. What actually happens is people almost get addicted to that. Um, I've, I've trained, I've worked with so-and-so and they've got all these names after their, you know, who they've worked with and what courses they've done and who they've, you know, and I, I rarely ever hear somebody say, you know what, I actually spent today um, learning about uh, VAT and tax and all the, you know, all the shitty stuff that none of us want to um, talk about. You know, and business growth and investment and spending money and all this kind of stuff that actually takes you from being a purse train in the back of your car to, to you know, to an actual sustainable business where it gives you freedom um, to be able to do what you want to want, what you want to do. Um, so, it's, yes, you should know, you definitely need to know your craft. You, you have to get results. We've built a business based on the fact that we get results. That's why we are as busy as we are today. Because I'm not going to pretend that like I'm some special marketeer or some fucking amazing business person. Because I'm not. I'm no different than anybody else. But but first things we did was make sure that we got results. And that reputation follows us. But then to deal with all the the amount of inquiries you'll get when you're good at your craft, you have to understand business. You have to understand onboarding. You have to make sure that your customer service on point. You have to make sure that then that client goes through an amazing journey. Um, and speaks highly of you. That's a sustainable business. Not having not having a shit service where you've got one person in, um, they hated it, they didn't get results, so they leave, and then you have to remarket again. Yeah, I think that's a good point that I see a lot as well. Is um, you know, PTs try to ignore the, the business side of it and focus on just being a good trainer until they actually become a good trainer, start getting momentum, and referrals pouring in. Yep. Then they get stuck, and so, you know, I, you know, I think it's it's good for PTs to know that that focusing on business and systems and taxation and marketing is not is not a, a distraction from being a good trainer. It has to be the natural consequence that you have to deal with by being a good trainer anyway, because yep. you to, um, you know, like I said, it's about giving that result. And um, we see a lot of trainers who think that they think that they are the value, they put themselves on the pedestal. When it's actually yeah. about, it's the system you're using, it's the, the process you've created for getting results. That needs to be predictable, that needs to be repeatable, and that needs to be scalable ultimately if you want to serve more than 20 clients. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we can help PTC see that this business stuff, it's not, it's not selling out, it's not, oh, I'm going corporate. It's, it's actually going to help you to serve more people at a higher level um, yeah. and actually achieve the goals that you want to achieve by being a good professional. It, it boils down to what pays your bills. Does you, you know, can you go to the bank and say, look, I've got all these certificates. Can I pay my mortgage with it? And they're probably going to tell you no. Um, you know, that's what it boils down to. I think you have to remove, you have to remove that little bit of ego just because you may be the best in the world and train with the best in the world. Um, I've, over my years, I've met plenty of people who are outstanding, outstanding coaches could like literally get anybody in shape regards where they come from, but are absolutely dire in business and actually aren't even in the game anymore um, because they just, they just couldn't run a business. Um, that's, 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 that's what we're here. That's why, we, that's why we do what we do. Um, I think if you're in it just because you've got nothing else to do and you're just thinking, you know, if you're 22 and you're thinking, well, I'll still live at home with mom and don't really mind, I'm having a bit of fun. Cool. But, um, you know, if it's something you want to do for the rest of your life and actually have a business that provides for you and the people you love, 
a business of substance, then um, you've got to change your mindset. You've got to stop focusing on the latest kettlebell course and start thinking about, I need to learn this shit. Now, the biggest one comes is when I speak to coaches and they say, well, it's, it's, I don't have the finances. I don't have the money to be able to do what you do. I can't spend the kind of money on marketing that you do. And probably like yourself, mate, what you find is they're spending more money on shiny shit to try and look like they're successful to everybody else. Because you go through this little phase when, you're, when you start a business. So I'll never forget, I was a critical care nurse, had a good career. Um, I looked great in a dress. And, uh, and the, um, I told everybody I was going to leave. I told everybody I'm quitting nursing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a business as a personal trainer. And everybody told me that I would never make any money as a personal trainer. Everybody. And then to justify, to show people that, hey, I, you know, I've done all right, um, I would flaunt my shit. I would put it out there. I would, you know, just show off basically. But the funny thing was I hadn't actually really made any money. I'd probably hit about, I don't know, five, six K a month. But for me, going from being a nurse to like six K a month was like, fucking hell, man, I've made it. You know, this is it. Yeah, you know. Um, so you start... So I started trying to justify myself to people saying, look, you know, I did the right thing. I left nursing and I left that. And then after a little while, I actually realized that it was, that's a load of bollocks because um, 6K and, and, you know, it's good money. But if you want to grow a business, it's a good starting point. So I stopped spending money on shiny shit and started putting more money back into learning, into growing, into um, developing my, my business, really. Um, stop worrying about what people might think of me leaving a career, um, you know, wife, kids and all that. Like, you know, how are they going to pay? We had two mortgages at the time. You know, I was, the, I was just, I was a shit when I was a selfish shit. Um, but, you know, it all worked out. But the biggest take home note was I just stopped. I, I looked at what I needed. What does my family need to pay the bills? What do we comfortably need to be able to pay? And then what, how much money have I got left now to put into investment? And that's the biggest change in anybody's business. When you stop spending money on materialistic shit um, and actually take that money and put it into a, your business, the growth is exceptional. Mm -hmm. Exceptional. Yeah, that's, a big, that's a big starting point when people ask, how do I get out of this uh, freelancer thinking to become a business owner? I think I was saying to somebody yesterday, I think the first thing is you're going to change your definition of what you're doing and what your business is and what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And I think, like you mentioned, for a lot of us, we've only ever, when we're at that five, six K a month mark, or we're starting to make it as a PT, we've only ever looked at or defined what we do as a replacement job. Yeah. You know, I, I, when I was out there, make the same, same, you know, similar position as you, I was making as a trainer. I never even thought of it as a business. I didn't see myself as some Richard Branson type. I thought business, I was like for old people, you know? And yeah, yeah. Uh, and people that want to have Rolls Royces and things like that. I never even considered myself, for me, it was a replacement job. And it was like, hey, if I can work on the gym floor and, and take home three, 4,000 a month, I just need to work for myself and take three, 4,000 a month. And so that, of course, limited definition and limited scope meant there was nowhere to go from there. But then as soon as I changed my perspective, like you said, and realized it's about, okay, a business you know, am I trying to get busy in a job or create a business that can scale, that can, that can, I can reinvest money and, and grow as, as an investment yeah. vehicle. And that's ultimately how I define business as it's an investment vehicle. 
just like investing in real estate or playing stock markets or buying a lottery ticket. That's an investment strategy, not a good one, but it's, uh, it's yeah. a strategy. And when you see it like that, then okay, this is something I'm just going to, I'm just going to invest my assets of time, energy, money, and skill into, and then get an exponential return on those things. But if it goes well, and you change your definition of business, then I find a lot of the trainers will start to um, actually think differently and start to slowly change their actions around it. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's, I think it's a lot about perspective like that. And, and now I did the same thing too with the, you got to, you want to prove it to someone, you want to show here's where I can get from this and take out the car leases you can't really afford and, and yeah. do all the rest of it. You know, you're earning 6K a month and you're buying a, a 15 grand watch, right? And <laughs> economics don't work. Um, until you get to that point no, about I... this giving of like, what, what have I actually got to give through this? Um, what was the, what was the point for you that happened? Like, um, and, and what happened from, from then? When did it start when, when it, you know, when did it start becoming a business as the focal point and, and what happened over the coming months when you did that? Uh, so two, I'll never forget it. It was 2009. I, I was training people in the park and going to their homes and stuff. And, and, um, a woman I knew said, like, I've got this little office next door to me. You can use that if you want. So I kind of took that. And I was just doing one-to-one in there. And then another, a facility, an actual proper studio facility-looking thing came up. And my wife was pushing me, let's, you know, do it, do it, do it. Um, so I took on this, this space. And I'll never forget to talk to one of my clients. Uh, he was quite a successful businessman. He'd started his business, um, you know, one-man band, building up to, you know, a you know, multi-million pound company. And I said, how, how did you know? How did you know when it was time to, you know, to step up? And he said, well, what are you doing now? And I'll never forget. I said, I'm, I'm doing about 73,000 a year. Uh, um, I think, yeah, about 73,000 a year. And he was like, it's, you know, it's good money. You know, you live in North Devon. It's, it's a nice life. I said, yeah, but I haven't taken a holiday in six years. I haven't been out. I can't be sick. Um, you know, my weekends, I'm absolutely fucking battered. Um, so, you know, I just, and he said, well, you, you got to think about what you, what you're prepared to pay somebody. You need to bring in staff and you, you're going to have to spend some money. Um, and up until that point, I was completely like, no, I don't need to spend money. I, you know, people come in for it or back in the day, you know, you could put up a before and after on Facebook, uh, and literally sell a program without having to run an ad. Uh, in fact, one of my friends, John Kuzik, he, he used to moan at me because I weren't running Facebook ads. I was going, I don't need to run Facebook ads, man. I just put up a before and afters and just flood it. Um, if I'd known then what I know now, it'd be a different story. But um, uh, so for me, that was the biggest turning point. So I started and I remember going off to, I remember going off to LA. I could barely afford to go to LA. I know that sounds really odd when you're making 70 something thousand a year, but what you make on paper and what actual real business is, is a completely different thing altogether. But I went to LA and went to uh, Fitness Business Summit and met guys like Bedros Koulian, Sam Bakhtir, uh, Chris McCombs, all these guys. Um, and I'm sitting there thinking, you know what? I'm, yeah, I'm in LA, man. Uh, I've got a studio. And so Bedros is asking questions like, who's got a, who's got a facility? And my hands gone up because I've got a facility. I fucking made it. Um, how many of you have closed your facility to be here? And I'm thinking, fuck, yeah, I have. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know what I mean? That's, all, that's, that's five days not training clients. That's five days of clients that I've now got to go back and try and catch sessions up. That's five uh, days of clients where back in the day I was training, I was charging blocks. So that means everybody's block that would have been due has now been delayed a week. And my cash flow is all fucked. Um, so yeah, they were the biggest life lessons for me that I've got to, you have to spend money to make money. Um, and that is, that's business. Every business, I don't care who they are, every business has to spend money to make money. And that, for me, was the biggest one. So I started spending money on bringing in a member of staff. So that was the February, March time of 2009. October, I went to Dominican Republic with my wife for two weeks. And my facility was being run by somebody else. I literally came, hit the ground, fucking found somebody, changed the systems, put everybody onto um, standing order and direct debits. Literally had changed my whole business within that between February and October. And then from then on, it just went up, just grew. And how did you get past that point that I know a lot of traders have that sticking point of letting go? And they say, I get this, it makes sense. I should put systems, I should let other people run it. But, you know, they know sometimes they're aware it's just uh, an ego thing. But how did you overcome that? That hey, uh, I didn't go to other people. How did you? I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to pretend that it didn't bother me and that that fear was like, you know, they could leave, they could lose, I could lose clients. This person could leave and take my clients with me. Um, and then, um, I don't know if somebody said something to me or because you kind of got this realization, you know what, that you can't live on the fact that you're a nice bloke and you get results. Um, people need more than that. Um, so I really just started to nail down on our customer service. I was prepared to do more than most you know, people in my area were ever prepared to do. Um, so when trainers have come and gone, we've never lost a single client. Um, because we've, we've sold them on the absolute rather than, I think that's, you know, selling yourself as a brand or selling yourself as you, I think finding a good, strong brand identity really massively helps. So we sold the brand. So they believed in absolute, like people buy, will only buy Adidas shoes. They won't buy any fucking thing else. They believe in, you know what I mean? I'm one of them. Right. So it's the brand. So yeah, I, I just really, really made sure that they understood that they were absolute family and they were absolute for life and that's it. And so we've never done that. And I think if you're worried about, if you're worried about a, co- a client leaving you for somebody else, um, they were never your clients in the first place. You hadn't won them anyway. Um, and as for coaches leaving, um, look after them. Don't just treat them like your bitch. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Don't treat them like they're not your bitch. They, you know, bring them in, help them develop themselves, grow a business, um, help you know, make them feel like they're part of the brand. And again, if it's you, if this is mine and you work for me, that attitude's shit. But if they kind of like they don't work for me, they work for Absolute and they believe in the brand, um, it makes like life a lot easier. A lot easier. Yeah. I know it's that, that's the big thing when it comes to hiring staff is we do all this work to focus on attracting, retaining, and developing our clients. But then trainers don't yeah. realize that when it comes to now, you're at the point to have team members and trainers come in, you've got to have that whole other um, area of the business. It's like essentially another attraction, retention, and ascension funnel for your team members too. And, and your yeah. job is to mentor them. Uh, and grow them 
Um, yeah. I think it was um, Alan Cosgrove or someone back in the day I learned from that said, you know, when someone asked him, what if I put all this time and money and energy and I develop these trainers and they leave? And Alan Cosgrove says, what if you don't and they stay? You know, and um, so you see, you see those team members as, as assets, as people that are going to grow and help the company as long as they grow. And, yes. um, and, you, know, and you know, trainers will leave anyway, regardless, like clients are going to leave. There's no, you know, some client will just leave at some point. It's just going to happen. Um, and I guess these little things that people I think are not, they're not prepared for the realities of business because when they realize there's things ultimately that the, the larger the ecosystem gets, there's things that they can't control. And people just don't like that uncertainty. But yeah. the the day, it's like, if you want certainty, go get a nine to five job and a salary. You know, there's no still no certainty there, but yeah, you know, I, you know, I think, I think, I think fear plays a massive part in a lot of it. Um, I, I, I kind of, uh, I kind of flipped today, you know, like most people, some people get scared of like, you know, what if it does this? What if it does that? Um, I, I guess I, I kind of flipped and thought, well, you know, I, I'm more fearful about how big it can get. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm more like thinking shit, you know, this is, this is growing faster than, than sometimes I just feel like it's growing faster than I can keep up with. Um, you know, and that's not to be like Billy Big Bollocks or anything like that. It's just, it's just the way, it's just the way it is. It's taken years. It's like it's history. You know, it takes, it takes years and and hours and dedication of sweat and just, you know, what I mean. And some people, in the nicest way, and I'm not just talking about personal trainers. I'm talking about businesses because one of my businesses is a creative marketing agency, and I'm we speak to businesses, and I'm thinking, I, I really don't know how you even got to this fucking point to be honest, but. Um, I just think sometimes you're just not cut out to be a business person, you know, and there's, there's, there has to be brutal honesty, you know, I'm not, it's not for everybody. And I think the biggest thing is, is that, that little bit of fear, that little bit of like, you know, you've got that thing over your shoulder where you're thinking, yeah, but you know, it, I could lose it all tomorrow. I could lose it all tomorrow. And they get that fear factor. So they'll make good while they can. And if it goes shit tomorrow, then it doesn't really matter. Cause I'll go and get a job in Tesco's. You can't, you can't, if you're going to be, for want of a better word, an entrepreneur, you can't think like that. You, you know, you've got, you can't have that mindset and some people can't get rid of that mindset. And it's supposed to be a mindset. Yeah. And it's not, it's not made uh, easier by all the, the people on their Facebook news feeds and their ads feeds telling them, you know, that's the next thing we need to do with the people telling them it's easy it's it's six figures in 30 days it's uh you know the, the one funnel away from being a millionaire and you know you just just build like these two this, this, you know, these three web pages in order and you've got a you've got a, a seven figure funnel and um you know and, and then the video the youtube ads you know but where um, Instagram is the key to my successful eight figure empire or, you know, video marketing is the key. And so, you know, what, what do you think about the state of things right now with how trainers are influenced by these kind of messages, telling them six figure this, seven figure that it's easy, it's effortless. You just push some buttons, you just invest in my, my $5,000 magic ticket thingamajig. Uh, how do you think that's impacting the industry and what do you think is going to happen 
you know, in the months and years to come with all that stuff. Well, you know, firstly, the people making that money are the people who are selling in programs to the gullible. Um, this, is, this is probably going to make me your most unpopular guess, mate. And I, I see it kind of like playing the lottery. Um, if you're playing, see, I don't play the lottery. And not because, you know, not because I want to save a pound or two pound. I don't know what it is, right? But it's because I really enjoy earning money. I enjoy the chase. I enjoy the journey. I enjoy making mistakes. I enjoy the fucking success. I, I, I love business. I actually love, whether, whether we make money or whether we just grow or whether we just, um, whatever it is, I, I love the whole thing. So, so for me, I can't play the lottery because I wouldn't know what to do if I can do with the money anyway. I didn't like spunking it on watches and cars. Um, so it's pointless to me. But the, the state of the industry, I think anytime there's, there's lazy people, there's going to be a product for them. Okay, so again, not probably not going to make me popular, but I just see it as laziness. You don't want to do the fucking work. You don't want to do the hours. You don't want to learn. You don't want to, I don't want to invest. I don't want to spend any money. I want to drive the nice cars and, and you know, and have the watches and, and all that and go on nice holidays. I want to do all that, but I want, I, I want to do it quickly. I want to go from where I am now to there on seven figures because this guy reckons he's got the seven figure formula. I'll give him five grand and he'll fucking, no, you're, you're just lazy. You're a mug. And if you, if you bought into that and lost out, then you kind of got what you deserve. You know, it's truth. It's truth. This, it's this bullshit. Because if if that was fucking, if it was that easy, then Alan Sugars and fucking all these guys will be selling them products. They just showed you how they did it. You don't hear these guys of like proper proper money business guys. You don't hear them saying, "Buy my eight figure fucking product," because mm -hmm. they know. But basically, like if you if you're buying into that product and you didn't get what you wanted, then it's on you. Um, you know, you can't blame the person selling it because they did exactly what they said. Give me five grand, I'll give you a seven-figure blueprint. You gave them five grand, they gave you a seven-figure blueprint. There was no promises, no, nothing on it. Nobody guaranteed it. They just went, I've got so I mean, me, me and Justin can come up with one tomorrow. Like, you know, here's our seven-figure blueprint, give us five grand and you can fucking have it. No guarantees. It's just not being prepared to do the work. It's, you know, I find if you bought into it, it's generally because you want to like skip a few steps and you think that was the easy route. You don't have to do anything about it. So I used to get angry at it, man. I used to get like really frustrated, these people selling this bullshit and thinking it doesn't work. It, it's, it's not real, right? But then I just thought, actually, do you know what? Fair play to them. They've, they've noticed a gap in the market of a bunch of people who are not prepared to do the work. So I'll sell them the easy route and people will always take the easy route if they can. Yeah, always. Always. Yeah. And that's it. They're, just, they're just avoiding, you know, they still have to do the work in the middle. And the interesting thing is that the, the PTs that, that um, you know, fall for this, and I used to be that same way many years ago, these products, and it was the same thing I was for. When they come in and say, I just want the six pack abs, you know, I don't want to do the work for it. And we have enough to say to those clients, but then the trainers themselves are doing that same thing in business. Yeah, you know, yeah, I absolutely. Business, I want all this. Um, I want the outcome, but I don't, I want to, yeah. Um, I'm sure, you know, the same, I'm sure you'd agree the same looking back now. 
you know, we think we want these outcomes, but when we actually get to a point where, you know, we've achieved the level of success that, or, you know, a level of success that we're looking for in our lives, we look back, mm-hmm. it's never the things we acquired. It's, it's always what, what the real reward was who we became on the way to getting there. Looking back and saying, shit, I did that. Shit, I overcame that. Shit, I didn't give up at that point. Shit, I learned how to work out that problem. Um, and it's, it's who you became along the way to get there that really shapes you and, you know, the money, the business, the assets, that's just all gravy on the side, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're taught not to look backwards, aren't we? We're always taught to be going forwards, going forwards, keep looking, keep going, keep going, right? But it's, it depends on how you look at looking back, because I look at it like reflection, and I'm shit at it. I'm not going to make out on some kind of like reflection guru or anything, but I'm, I'm, I'm terrible of stopping and looking and going, wow, you know what? Council kid did all right. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, I'm, I'm blown away by it sometimes. Um, so I don't, I don't know what's wrong with your wife. I mean, I think is it because you're still living in a cave in Cyprus. Hello. Yeah. Your, uh, your Wi-Fi is awful, mate. It's like you're in a cave. Oh yeah, it's um, I think because um, my friend Simon's here. He's he's on a call downstairs. Like whenever he goes onto a call, it cuts our bandwidth. I think. Wow. Uh, time to go, time to go to call. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just. Um, yeah. I, I, th- I think if I had to give people takeaway uh, messages from this. I would just be like, just be prepared to do what most won't to have the life that most of you. Don't you worry about that. You know, some people rush straight out and get themselves a new, another personal trainer to work with them. Um, yeah, all the admin and everything else is shit. Hire an admin. Hire the admin first. Let them do all the calls to your clients saying, hey, really looking forward to seeing you tomorrow, Mrs. Smith. You know, most personal trainers don't do that. Give the client a call the day before. Hey, how you doing? Give them a call the day after. Hey, how are you feeling? If you're a bit sore, one, you just, it's your customer service, your follow-up. Most personal trainers won't do it. See you next week. And that's, that's literally the last time they'll actually have any contact with that fucking client is the week later. They won't actually speak to them any, at any time. I, I will not tolerate that. I want my coaches contacting clients saying, hey, how are you feeling? Great session. You know, make them feel like you're thinking about them. So, you know, it's just the little things. That'll be my take-homes. That's it. So yeah, that's good stuff there. And so where can people find out more about you if they want to learn more about this stuff uh, or just hear more from you? Um, They can join my group, which is called Building a Business of Substance for Fit Pros. And you can find it or you can just, you can add me. I don't mind people adding me on Facebook. Um, I will check you out before I accept you as a friend now or even into the group, to be honest. (laughs) I always check people out. I always make sure that, you know, I, I've got a small group and, I, and I'm, I'm not interested in like, you know, three, 4,000 people in my group. I want, if I have to have 20 people, but they're action takers, then I'm happy with that. So. Perfect. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Wayne. It's good to have some real talk in the industry. Yeah, it's good. You heard it there, guys. Learn about business, even the mundane stuff. Get your customer service locked down. Uh, and then, you know, change that perspective as well of, of, you know, doing everything just so you can look good. 
and get all the accolades for you and think about what your business is really going to do for your, yourself, your loved ones, your family, uh, and the future even. You know, a big one just to finish up on is, um, I remember, you know, I was in that spot where I was younger and I would justify not learning the business stuff by saying, well, yeah, I'm just young. I have no dependents. I have no kids, nothing like that. So I'll just earn this money and mess around. But then, you know, we don't think five years ahead where maybe you do want a family um, or circumstances do change. We're in a funny generation now where we're in a, you know, we're in a generation now where as, as things go on, we're going to be paying more and more time and money for um, our parents' health care, you know, yeah. uh, and, and our own children and families when we have them. And we're going to be squeezed in the middle, you know. Um, and so five, in five years can pass pretty quickly, <laughs> I've realized. So it's, it's always long game. Always the long game. That's, that's, that's business. It's that you don't, you don't tend to come in business particularly in the personal training business, you don't come in it to just for a couple of years. Um, if you're running a business, you're in it for a, the long game, um, you know, and, and look outside the box. What else can you do? What else are you talented in? What, you know, the life of a business owner or an entrepreneur is not necessarily like I'm only good at training people. And that's all I do. You'll probably find you're, you're really good at something else. It's just something else that you can out that you can sell yourself to other businesses that you've become really, really good at. I don't know. Maybe you are, you know, the finance Excel King who can do create Excel sheets for people. Put it out there, share that shit around, you know, because it's, it's, there's more than one way to make money. Always more than one way to make money, you know, but yeah, just invest in yourself and I don't mean another kettlebell course <laughs> great guys so if this is resonating with you if it makes sense uh, go and check out Wayne go and check out the uh, business of substance group as well you'll see these links wherever you're watching or listening to this check out the text above below right left wherever it is uh, and you'll see some of those links to go and check out okay so uh, thanks again Wayne it's been a great uh, chat and no problem, we'll mate. The show enjoyed again. it we'll talk about something else Awesome. Look forward to it. Take care.